Welcome, welcome, welcome. There's another week of the Fantasy Monsters with Caleb and James. James, how we doing? Good. How about you? Well, I can't complain too much. Yep. Excited for another week. We've got some interesting news we get to talk to uh, talk about later today. We got some monster news. Um, we're doing our rookie draft slash rankings this week. Yep. Super excited to have some uh, tough arguments, most likely, but also. I'm sure we've got some similarities as well. Definitely. Um, but first things first, guys, we're actually super excited. Uh, sometime this week, we, we don't exactly have a specific day yet, um, but sometime this week, we're going to be launching our t-shirts and we're super stoked. Yep. They're sweet shirts. We'll be just posting them out on social media, everything. So hopefully you guys get them and uh, the proceeds are going to a good place. Yeah. So as a podcast, uh, we did want to help contribute the inequalities that exist uh, in our country. So we actually looked at our own region and we found out that black maternal and infant outcomes are disproportionately lower than white maternal and infant outcomes. So in the St. Louis re- uh, region, new research has been shown from the Missouri Foundation of Health that shows that black babies are three times more likely to die than white babies, which is just sad. Yep. Um, black women in the St. Louis region were also nearly twice as likely to die while either being pregnant or after giving birth compared to white women. So to help solve the inequalities, we have decided that we're going to donate 100% of our profits from our t-shirts. So they're going to be on sale for uh, two weeks. So for these first two weeks, um, all of the proceeds uh, and profits are going to go to the organization that we partnered with um, that we wanted to donate to, which is Generate, uh, Generate Health. And Generate Health is focused on advancing uh, racial equity and pregnancy outcomes, uh, family well-being, and then community health. So we're super excited yep. um, to be able to to donate this money. So uh, please uh, check out on our social media pages. We'll have a website and a link to our t-shirts. And then we'll also put a link up to if you wanted to look at Generate Health and kind of see what they're doing as an organization as well. I uh, just can't wait to to really be able to to pass along and just really help out you know, do our part to help out. Yep. Yeah. We'll let you guys know how much is donated in the end. Yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll do a calculator, um, kind of keep track of it all. And then, so we can kind of, uh, do that win together, you know, as a monster family. Right. So, um, super excited. So check those out when, uh, sometime this week, but, uh, next thing we got some news to chat about. So what do we got in monster news this week, James? Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, news week. Uh, so league news, we'll start it off with just just league news. The preseason looks like it's going to be cut. They're going to cut weeks one and weeks four. So there's only going to be two preseason games. However, the NFLPA has, hasn't technically agreed to it yet, but it looks like that's the road that we're going to be going down, which I'm all for. Yeah. I'm like, fine I, I could care less about preseason games. Yeah. Don't, I just want to really play. don't watch them anyway. We just need <laughs> like, sports. So, yeah. <laughs> and now, I mean, who knows about the training camp situation. So if it gives them an extra two weeks for everyone to get together, I think that just helps everything. Yep. So, um, the, uh, Antonio Brown. Yep. Some more. I saw some videos of him working out with Russell Wilson and stuff. Yeah. So sounds like he's demanding to go to the Seahawks. Yeah. He needs to stop demanding things though. <laughs> that, that's just my opinion. 
Okay, yeah, and um, some red, like the Redskins, you guys have probably seen it. There's been a ton of pressure for them to change their name, which I could care less about, too. Just yeah. change the name, I mean, guys. change the name. Like, let's just make it happen. Move forward. Yeah, the Cleveland Indians, even, even the Kansas City Chiefs. If people yeah. want the name, just change it, guys. Who yeah. cares? The players are still on the same team. They're still wearing the same colors. Just change the name. Yep. And so um, Jordan Love signed his rookie contract. Boom. No one cares. DeAndre Swift signed his rookie contract. That's good. And uh, some kind of sad news. This is we kind of saw this. Why you and me had Devin Singletary mm-hmm. kind of lower than some people. Mm-hmm. The Buffalo Bills came out and they said they want Zach Moss to play the Frank Gore role. Yep. Which we'll talk about. That'll later probably too. mean goal line, goal line and just in weird situations have him on the field when Singletary is killing it and yep. take him off the field. <laughs> so a little sad news there, but um, so. The big news, though, however, big news, monster. And news. guys, I don't, I don't want to say it's I did it all, but yeah, I mean, you do though. Uh, yeah, you do. <laughs> Cam Newton signed with the Patriots. Yeah, there it is. I mean, so if you guys have listened, we did have a little bit of a Cam Newton debate, and um, as much as I've not, I've not been a huge fan of Cam Newton. Um, not, it's not his talent. I just. You know, sometimes I think he wants to be more of a social media phenomenon <laughs> with how he dresses and kind of how he acts at times. Um, and I would rather him just go out and play football. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, I'm super excited to see him in New England. Um, I'm also kind of feel bad for the dude. I think his contract's a little crap. I mean, he can make upwards of 7.5. Yeah, it's a $1.1 million base. I mean, I mean that's it's just uh, ridiculous yeah, for an MVP, though. One million dollar base with incentives to for an additional six point five. So yeah, I mean that's that's a joke. Yeah, it is. I mean, an absolute but, joke. Yeah, Jameis got. It's funny. I saw the the Patriots. I think all three: Brian Hoyer, Jared Siddham, Kim Newton combined this year are making like four four and a half million dollars. Well, they're doing what New England does best, <laughs> and it's like that's more than most backup. That's less than most backups. Make. Yeah. What like, was it? Chase Daniel is making more yeah. than their entire. Dude, that dude has roster. racked up so much money. Hey, and he's th- like, he's also got a few rings too. So well played, Chase Daniel. <laughs> but also, classic Patriots just yeah. reading the signs. Ten, getting- mi- ten minutes after they signed Cam Newton, <laughs> they so come great. out in ten little like ten fifteen minutes. <laughs> they came out and said that they were fined one point one million dollars, and they lose. I think it was a third round draft pick next yeah. year for that whole thing last year with the filming of the Bengals. Yeah, which yeah was just kind of stupid, but yeah, just classic. I mean, it's the, like worst team in football, but but okay. um, so back to Cam Newton though. Like, how does that affect the Patriots for you in your mind? Well, I mean, it, it definitely does. You know, I mean, I look at you know my dynasty roster for instance. I have uh, Nikhil Harry. He's yep. someone I drafted last year, and now I have a little bit higher um, excitement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> than I previously I, did. I talked a little bit about Sony Michelle in the past when we were going through our running back rankings mm-hmm. and everything, and I saw like. It's just going to be a volume play, but yeah, it, I'm more excited now for Nikhil Harry, Sony Michelle, Julian Edelman, mm-hmm. the rookies they drafted. Like, I just I feel like there's an actual ceiling for those players now. When like I wasn't interested in Julian Edelman at all, I wasn't right. interested in Nikhil Harry for redraft this year. Right, but now I think there's the whole a team takes a it takes yeah. a, a a huge jump up. But more importantly, and I don't actually have or do, no, I think I do. Do I? Are these just the all my rookies? No, these are all my rookies. Um. More importantly, where do you think he's going to now fit in in your top 12 for quarterbacks, Cam Newton? Yeah, I don't think he makes my top 12. I think he's more around like the 15th because, um, th- I mean, there's still it's still just Julian Edelman and Nikhil Harry. And the they don't have game. talent up there. A I lot mean, of talent. Well, yeah, 
Edelman's old. Nikhil Harry still has to prove it. But I mean, now I think they try. I hopefully they try and go after a wide receiver, grab someone. Yeah. Like I heard, like um, I heard one mention of it, and I thought it was a really good idea. Why don't they go to the Bengals and try and get John Ross, something like that? Ooh, they declined his fifth year option. Yeah. yeah. Like players like that, or maybe AJ Green, some other. And you can get John but, Ross pretty cheap, probably exactly because yeah, he's not proved it yet. And um, yeah. So I I think hopefully they do something more like that. But yeah, I think. But I, I do think there is a top 12 ceiling for Cam. I mean, there it always def- has yeah, to be. Exactly. I mean, so. Yeah, I mean, again, I've never been the biggest Cam Newton fan, um, but this fit with the defense that, exactly. yeah. the, you know, New England like, puts out every year. Yeah, I've heard you, like a lot of debating, like, who's going to finish better, the Buccaneers or the Patriots now? Well, <laughs> like, and, yeah, and I even, look at, I even look at this, too. You know, when you look at Cam, he can take more hits than Tom Brady. A 42-year-old Tom Brady is yep. not going to take a lot of hits, so he's getting rid of the ball. Well, it's hard for plays to develop, get people downfield when you have to throw the ball in two to three seconds. Mm-hmm. Cam Newton can move in the pocket. He can throw a better deep ball, I think, because his arm's still, uh, he's a lot younger. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm really looking forward to kind of seeing what Nikhil Harry can do this year because he can get he can get downfield. Yeah. So, yeah. Cam's always had an incredibly strong arm. And yeah, I mean, that's kind of why his completion percentages have been so low in his career, just because he's not making the throws Tom, like mostly Tom Brady throws. And, yeah. Slants. Yeah. And some of these he, short outs. And, he'll take the chances and go deep. And, and Tom Brady will still go deep. It's kind of like just, in basketball, like your three point percentage shot isn't going to be as good as your two point percentage shot. True. But it counts for more. So, right. It, it's right. it's statistics. So then um, the Browns came out and they, well, there's actually two Browns pieces of news. First one I'll get to is they're unsure who's going to call plays. If it's going to be head coach Stefanski or their offensive coordinator, uh, I think his name's Van Pelt. Yeah, Something I don't Van Pelt, but yeah, um, I, heard the same I don't, thing. I don't I really know. think it matters. I don't uh, really think hopefully it matters Baker either. Just run not the ball. A, yeah, hopefully it's not up to Baker because <laughs> he picked Freddie Kitchens last year. And yeah, just run the ball. That didn't work too good. But the big Browns news is David Njoku wants out. I mean, you kind of don't blame them. You yeah. know, I mean, the thing is, is they've never utilized David Njoku the right way. Yep. Um, but yeah, they barely threw to the tight. Yeah, end they just year. don't throw to the tight ends. And you go out and you get, you know, arguably, you know, a top five tight end in Austin Hooper, who was, I think he was the number one last year or number two. I mean, For, was, yeah, when he was playing before he got hurt. Yeah, yeah he was, I mean, he was he, he was, was way monster. up there. He was yeah, he's huge. So you go out and bring him in. They I mean, paid of course, a lot. I think he's either one or two highest paid tight end. Yeah, well, and it was a three year deal, too, wasn't it? So. I don't. I kind of don't blame him. I think what I think the biggest question though is if he does go out, where do you think he should go? The first thing that came to mind, and I think it makes a lot of sense, is the Houston Texans. Ooh, yeah, I like that. I like that. They don't. They've always kind of used a tight end by committee. In there, um, when they got Jordan Atkins and Darren Fells are like the two main guys right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they've always just had a few huge guys in there. Yeah, and um, yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. They'd have to make some moves. They don't have enough cap space. David Joker's is not getting paid a lot. I think he's on a $3 million deal this year mm. and his fifth year mm. option next year is like six or something. But yeah, he's still on his work. He's still really cheap, Yeah, but they'll have to make something work with the cap space in the trade. But um, another place that I found really interesting looking at it is the Bengals. Mm, yeah, they were always a big tight end guy. No Zach Taylor's in there last year. Well, and Tyler but, Eifert's yeah, gone. Eifert's gone. They, they have CJ. Yeah, CJ Uzoma, who's kind of what he is. What he's he been is. kind of relevant here and there he for a few touch, games. Like, like most t- tight yeah. ends, he catches a touchdown. He'll be a yeah. fantasy. But yeah, I mean, they have they have the cap space to bring him in. And I I just think get Joe Burrow all the weapons you can. Yeah, I mean, you know, you went out because also a tight end. 
they w- they can help in the blocking. And oh, I think sure. David Joku is David Njoku can block, that. but I think you would want to utilize him his body downfield yep. more. Um, you know that speed that he has, his catch radius that he has. And you're right. I mean, AJ Green's coming off an injury. Mm-hmm. Um, John, you know, John Ross, Ross hasn't really injured. been much. Uh, you went out and got T Higgins this year yep. in the rookie draft. They still have, and I forget his stinking name all Tyler the time. Board. Tyler Board. Thank you. So Tyler Boyd's been extremely relevant when AJ Green's been healthy. Not so much when he's not been on the field. So yeah, he he's a solid number two wide. He's a good number team, two, but, yeah. and so bringing in maybe, you know, honestly. David Njoku's upside has always been high to yeah. me. So very highly you know, drafted for yeah. tight ends at least. And he's, yeah, we'll get he's to just it. a monster, man. You ever seen that dude with a shirt off? Yeah. Like, oh my yeah, gosh. that, that draft class of him, OJ Howard, Johnu Smith, all three of those guys are just, like, <laughs> gosh, they're freaks. Man. They're freaks. Yeah. I mean, I watched him, you know, doing some, um, off, off season workouts and I'm just like, dude, put a shirt on please. Cause you make just normal people just that much more disappointing. Um, but one place that I was looking at that I kind of thought um, as well was Washington. Yeah. You know, I, like I mean, they have second most cap space. They have a ton of cap space. So, yeah, a ton of cap and space. Jeremy Sprinkles there who, you know, goes yeah, Jordan Reed, they, irrelevant. Jordan, I mean, he's kind of been, hasn't really played in the past couple of years because of injuries. And well, and he, I think he's retiring. I, I keep hearing he retiring needs talk. He needs, he needs to retire, to. man. It's not because he can't play. It's just he can't. Well, he can't stay healthy. He can't stay healthy. And the, that concussion, like, yeah, I, yeah, that, that would really worry me and I would retire. Yeah, and I still would ten too many concussions. And I still love, you know, I oh, still love him. Oh, but, back in the yeah, Jordan Reed was like one, my favorite tight end yeah. for years. I would draft him early every year. He was just an incredible. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, Jeremy Sprinkle. He's been in the league a few years, and we they actually, haven't really filled the role. And just yeah. like in Cincinnati, get as many weapons as you can. For yeah, Dwayne I mean, Haskins we don't really know if or, Haskins yeah. is going to be the guy. I think that's what it look. It's looking like so far this year is Haskins is going to come in and be the guy. Yeah, well, this Tim year. or Kyle Allen and. I mean, I was I've been looking at some stats recently, and I saw some people like how many turnovers, turnover worthy plays Jameis had last year. Mm-hmm. Kyle Allen was really close, guys. Yeah, <laughs> like, people kind of forget that too because he like, had some games yeah. that were really good, but he also has a lot of games that were bad. Yeah. Um, so I yeah, I think I think Washington would be a good fit as well. So let us know what you guys think. Um, you know, shoot us over your thoughts. Where where would be the best landing spot for David and Joku? Let us know. Are you excited about Cam in New England? Because I know we are. Yep. Um, you know, I'm really excited there. So you're welcome again. You're welcome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great, James. Yeah. It was all, it was all James. Me and Bill. Yeah. You guys are always on the same page. But I mean, that, that, that's why I've always liked and respected the Patriots because they're smart. They're not stupid. Well, and they also cheat, but it's fine. Um, I'll take it. <laughs> but they do win. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's all about winning. But all right, guys. Well, enough of news talk. We didn't have anything else, right? Nope. That's okay. it. That was it. I shouldn't have just moved on. Um, but for the moment, you guys have all really been waiting for is we're going to do kind of our uh, we're going to go pick by pick. Um, James is going to take one. I'm going to take one and just kind of go back and forth. Yeah, we're going to discuss we why we're taking is. who we're taking at this pick. Um, and so it's going to kind of be a twofer. We're going to kind of do our rookie mock. And this slash is rankings. pretty. I mean, you play Dynasty just yeah for continuity. It's a bigger commitment. But I mean, the real difference is rookies. You have to every year. You have the rookie draft, and you have to pay attention. You have to know these guys to and I think provide your value yeah, for your team. I think that's what elevates doing a dynasty over a redraft league every year. Is in redraft you're not usually taking high rookies, no. but in dynasty you really have to kind of that. Well, the there's always combines more important. Yeah, there's always a couple NFL in redraft, draft. but in rookie drafts, I mean, even if you're a ten team league and we do five rounds, that's fifth. Like, 
Yeah, there'll be some free agents in there, but yeah, I mean, there could be up to fifty rookies. I think most people do three. We do five because we like to have a deeper bench. Um, but yeah, you're right, and we also can still draft vets that yeah, are and free that, agents. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, like last year, I think Mark Andrews was in our rookie draft because yep. he was he a free was a agent. Fourth or a fifth round yeah, pick. Yeah, it was late. Yeah, Darren Waller was in there. I think D.D. Westbrook was in there. So yeah, guys, yep. if there are good free agents in your league, no one's have, I mean, draft them where where it's appropriate, but don't be, you don't have to draft a rookie. If that's allowed. Because yeah. I think some rookie drafts, they don't do that. But we like to do it just because if they're a free agent, they're a free agent yeah. as well. Um, and it makes it more fun. But uh, so yeah, so right now I think uh, I'm just gonna shoot it over you to to you for your first pick. And yeah, let's, let's say it doesn't really matter. It's yeah, Clyde. It's, it's yeah. got to be Clyde. Yeah, I mean, is it even worth discussing? Um, I don't think so. I mean, is there anybody? I mean, you know, is there really anybody else you can take here? It's the it's the capital they get at first round, only first round running back, and he went to the best offense in the league. <laughs> arguably the best offense in the league. I don't think it's arguably. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I think, you know, s- some things you can kind of argue, uh, you know, but yeah, overall, I think they've got one. I think they're either one or two. And this doesn't mean I think Clyde Edwards Lair is the most talented running back. Cause yes. I, I kind of mentioned this last week. Like we do it think he's talented. Yeah. He's very talented. <laughs> he's like my third or fourth, but yeah, it's, opportunity is very important and landing spot is very important. Yeah. So when you're looking at your rookie draft, um, if you're going into it, the, the reason the NFL draft is more important than people, you know, in redraft leagues as much for a rookie draft opportunity team scheme, you know, you're looking at, you know, the players that are on the roster already, you're looking at your roster as well. There's a lot that plays into it. Clyde Edwards, a as amazing of a running back. He is, he's not my top running back on the board. But because of where he is, he, I'm drafting him 101. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, um, and uh, again, like these players aren't done. Like they still have to, when they get drafted, they still have to keep working and, yeah, they improving prove it and get better. Yeah. I mean, there, there are times, I mean, you know, Clyde Edwards earlier, as I, I really don't think there's a, a huge bust chance here. You know, he still has to go off and um, on the field and actually do his job. I think he will, but. You know, moving on to to who I would take at the 102 spot um, is Jonathan Taylor. Yep, is actually too. someone who I have ranked over. Yeah, I like Clyde Jonathan Edward Taylor Hilaire. more too. Yeah, but it's landing spot, and he's number two for me because even though I think he's more talented than Clyde, I think Clyde's landing spot is much better, and I I see Marlon Mack as more of an impediment than Damian Williams. Yeah, I mean Marlon Mack is definitely. I still I I'm still on the Marlon Mack side for this year. And Clyde, I mean, ton of passing work last year. Fifty-five receptions last year. I mean that that is a lot for a college running back. Yeah, and and so I do think that you know Jonathan Taylor probably won't get as much passing work for sure. No, that- um, but I do think that Marlon Mack is going to be more of an issue than people. I think yeah. some people think. I mean, I've even seen. You know, actually, I wouldn't even say I've seen. I would say almost every single mock draft that I have gone through so far and either watched or been a part of, Jonathan Taylor is going a few rounds now ahead of Marlon Mack. Yeah. And so... Yeah, I mean, I don't hate it for the upside, but yeah, it's going to be... It's probably going to be bumpy to start. Well, and, and let's look at... I mean, Jonathan Taylor, dude, at his size, ran a Guys, freaking 4 he is four, an athletic three. freak. He ran a four three nine. Yeah. Okay, that's impressive. But the one thing that concerns me is last year... 2019, 320 attempts. Yep. The year before that, 
2018, he had 307 attempts. Yeah, but he's always on the field. He's always on the so field, that but that's a lot of work. Little bit. Last year, he improved his passing quite a bit. He caught 26 balls. and He's always but, over 2,000 yeah, I mean, yards. Yeah, exactly. He is one of like the all-time college running backs. He's 20, just 26 incredible. touchdowns in 2019, which is ridiculous. <laughs> I, I hate college football. <laughs> I hate college stats so much. Like I saw on uh, Twitter, someone was posting Kyler Murray's high school stats. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, wrote, like I I hate college stats, but high school stats are even worse. Yeah. Like, I they're mean, just, Taylor they're, probably had like 45 touchdowns. Numbers, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, it was Kyler. He had like 186 touchdowns in high school. That's like, that, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Well, that's how you get a, that's how you get a nice payday at the end of the day, though. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I do have Jonathan Taylor, uh, ranked a little bit higher and I do like Jonathan Taylor overall as a better running back. Um, but in the, in a dynasty draft, I will not take Tyler or Taylor over Hilaire. And it honestly, I, I am a little nervous about the workload, but that's just me. Yeah. But both Mac and Damon Williams, they're free agents after the end of the year. So that is good for the future. Yeah. Well, and I think that's why, you know, this year is where I'm nervous about the workload. And even if him. Jonathan Taylor does get more, is more the rusher, I Clyde Edwards-Alaire can completely outpace him in the passing game and be a true three-down back. Three-down back. Yeah, 100%. 100, 120 So who you got three? Because mine might be different. Well, I mean, it's your pick, so you tell me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I got Jerry Judy. At three? Yep. Wow. I love Judy, guys. All right. Well, I think there's a talent. He's my number one receiver, but I think there is a debate with CD Lamb, just talent evaluation. But I love the landing spot. I think Cortland Sutton's good, but I definitely think Jerry Judy in the future could surpass him and be the number one for Denver. So you're taking okay, okay. I'm just a little. I'm a little surprised just because my my first running back or my first wide receiver I don't have until a little bit later. Um. But, and, well, we don't need to discuss it yet. Well, I guess we can. So, my first wide receiver isn't Jerry Judy. Is it CD? I got CD Lamb. Yeah. That, yeah. It, that's like, like I and, said, it's a debate. It, I just think CD Lamb's going to be buried for a while. Uh, I mean, the thing is, is you can, I can't sit there and say that, you know, as Jerry Judy, it, it looks like he's coming in to be the number two there. They also still have, you know, some other wide receivers that weren't terrible last year. And so I'm just kind of Denver. Yeah, yeah, but I, I mean, they're Deshaun not Amari Hamilton, Cooper and Michael no, Gallup. No, true. It, it, you're right, but I also am still trying to figure out if they're not going to trade maybe a Michael Gallup this year out of Dallas. I don't know what yeah, they're going to they, do. I, yeah, they could. It, it, but. It's very hard for me to see that all three of them are going to be on the field at the same time. But in the long run, because this is dynasty, mm-hmm. in the long run, I do think that CD Lamb is the better talent. And I think, I know it's arguably, I love that little smile, a little <laughs> grin you tried to give me there. I do think, dude. Yeah, like I said, it's 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 debatable. Dude, CeeDee Lamb's combine video. Yeah, he's. Holy crud, CeeDee Lamb is, he's an incredible after the catch guy. I mean, guy. He, not even just after the catch, dude. Like, he's, he ran a 4-5. I'll give him that. He's better at that than Judy. But watching Judy, he's just always open. Dude, Just he, always open. Dude, his catch radius is insane. He goes after the ball. Like he's an outside receiver where I feel like Jerry Judy's gonna mostly Judy play, can the play slot. anywhere. He can no. play anywhere. No, yep. Yep. he mostly play, he can play 70% anywhere. of the time in yeah, college. But he can he was, play anywhere. Well, we'll see. 70% of the time he was in the slot. Well, yeah, because they had like Henry Ruggs and Devontae Smith, like who's probably gonna it. be better than Judy next year. Well, yeah, that's true. That team that guys, that team <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Alabama just can put people out. But 
I do think CeeDee Lamb down the road. I have even a comp for him. So I did a lot of comps for the wide receivers. My comp for CeeDee Lamb is DeAndre Hopkins. Really? Yeah. I think he catches anything that's thrown his way. And yeah, I think he he's does got have really good hands. He's got insane hands. And and don't get me wrong, Jerry Judy, his comp's Odell. I got Odell as his comp. So I'm not <laughs> saying that he's like anybody terrible. But this is a really good argument to have. So let us know. I know I think we put it out on social media the other day. Are you a Jerry Judy? Are you a CD Lamb? Who would you take first? CD Lamb or would it be Jerry Judy? So who's your who's four for you? All right. So four. Um I I mean so the other thing too, guys, that you want to look at is how your team's constructed in, in a rookie draft as well. Yeah, so the, it does the, kind of de- the top guys, I don't really go by team need. I just take the most talented you just take guy. The most talented but guy. yeah, after the like if the real big guys, yeah, I'll go by yeah. team need. So we're a little different in there, I guess. But um for me, since you already took Jerry Judy, because I I do have CeeDee Lamb ahead, I would I'm just gonna take CeeDee Lamb here. Okay. Um and again, we don't have to go into a huge debate just yeah, because I have we just did it. Fifth overall, all overall guy, so it's not a far drop. Yeah, I I just love CD Lamb. I love yeah, he is, I love and he is talent. really good. Yeah, and uh, that, that's one of the hard things. And if he would have landed in Miami like we yeah. wanted him to, yeah. dude, he would be yeah, because <laughs> he's going to be the guy there. But but you know that's he one of the hardest thing about watching all these rookies. Like they all have talent, guys. Like they they get they get drafted for a reason. They yeah. all have something special. But yeah. that's like like I said earlier, they're not done. They, they have to still keep improving. Yep. Yep. All right, so let's not. We don't need to spend too much time here. So, so who? Five, so you're picked to five. J.K. Dobbins. Really? Yep. So don't get me wrong when I say really, because I love. I he was he was one of my. He's my top ranked running back this year. Really? Yeah. That surprises me. I think you you don't have him. Who's your no? Top? He's like my third or fourth. Yeah. I love I love J.K. Dobbins. I I, <laughs> I I I can see why a lot of people like him, but yeah, he does still have some improving to do. Just a little bit. I don't. But, I don't yeah, think it's too yeah, much. Out in space, though, he he is an incredible. He's a freak. Um, and the great landing spot. Yeah, I mean, the yeah, thing I, is, is it's similar to like Mar, like kind of like all the running backs this year. There's, they don't come in just as the starting guy, straight off the field like in the past, like Saquon, Zeke, mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs last year. Mm-hmm. But like, um, like the other two, Mar, Mark Ingram, he's not, he's not going to be around forever. Not much longer, guys. And when you have Lamar Jackson as your quarterback, you're already going to be one of the top rushing teams. And when you have Lamar Jackson, it just makes a running like Gus. Like I like Gus Edwards, but if he was on another team, he wouldn't be averaging over five yards to carry. For sure. So, and I think J.K. Dobbins is perfectly capable in the passing game. So yeah, I like J.K. Dobbins, and I'll take him at five. Yeah, because I have yeah I have him. I would take him over CD, but I mean yeah, you can almost flip him. That's fine. Um, you know, for me. I like him a lot in the sense of, you know, Mark Ingram, you saw what him and Alvin Kamara did as a duel, Mm -hmm. a duo. And I do think that JK can come in and kind of fill that secondary role. I think Baltimore has been looking for that second guy for quite a while. And I think they really found it here with JK Dobbins. Um, I love watching his tape. I mean, he's another guy that can really handle the workload. He was a 300, you know, attempt guy over 2000, you know, rushing yards. He had 23 touchdowns last season. I mean, you could almost say yeah, he's on pace all, with Taylor. Yeah, I think they were only like three or four running backs last year that hit 2,000 yards. And yeah, and and him and Taylor finished with the same amount of yards, and he did it on 
19 less carries. And, and and there's just some of those schools like like Ohio State and like Georgia, like when a highly ranked running backs coming out of there, you just There's a reason they come out of those schools. Mhm. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to look up real quick. So in 2019, you know, his yards per carry was at 6.7. Yep. Which is great. Yeah, but that, again, it's college. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hate looking at college stats, man. Yeah. It's always a little. It makes skewed. you think like either the NFL people or it's just the talent difference in college football is so drastic. When mm-hmm. everyone in the NFL is good on a college, even Division One, there can be some scrubs out on the field for some teams. <laughs> we don't want no scrubs. Okay, so my pick. No, you just picked Dobbins, dude. What you want to pick them all, man? Goodness gracious! I would like to. I mean, dude, take a chill pill. So we're at pick six. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, we're going to have a difference here um, for sure. So I got Cam Akers. Me too. Oh, never yeah, mind. I would have taken him here. <laughs> I'm a little shocked because um, I didn't think you were a massive Cam Akers fan, but uh, I like uh, the fit. Yeah. I like the fit a lot. You know, they Todd Gurley's gone. Um, I think he has the ability to come in and he can handle a workload. The one thing that amazes me with him is really go back and look at his tape, man. When he was down at Florida State, they had a terrible offensive line. I was just about to say, it's kind of amazing how well he did did with that. Yeah, I mean, mean, what, 231 attempts. He had 1,100 yards, 18 touchdowns, guys. 18 Mm -hmm. touchdowns. 30 passes. 30 passes. You know, and he came into the combine and ran a freaking 4-4. Yep. So I, he yeah. actually came out and was a little bit faster than I a thought great, he was. <laughs> yeah, great size speed combo. Yeah, very agile. I like him a lot. Yeah, and, and one of the things that uh, you know that I, I like the most is just the fact that even at his size, so he's got size, power. He can run behind a bad yeah, O line. Which, he's not small by any means. No, he's not small. And the Rams don't have a great offensive line right no. now. Um, the only downfall that I have with Cam Akers, and this is something he really needs to work on. But it's not a big deal because most rookie running backs come in with this problem is pass protection. Yeah. You know, there's not a lot of pass protection that they need to do in college football. Um, it's just kind of how everything's run. So he needs to come in and work on that. So I don't necessarily see him being a three down back with Daryl Henderson there. I think he'll be able to take, you know, some of those receptions and maybe play the third down role because they did come out and, you know, Les Need said they wanted to run a, a do a committee. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think, I, think yeah, I don't think over. that's any question. It's just what are the percentages going to look like in the committee? Right. Because if he's still getting like 60, maybe 70%, that that, that would be great. And that's still fantasy relevant. Just to even throw this out here, I drafted Cam Akers in our actual rookie draft right around here. I think I took him at seven. Okay. So. Yeah, so then going to pick seven, who is my favorite running back in the class, just at a talent perspective, but it's DeAndre Swift. Yeah. And like I said, opportunity and where you land is very important. Even though he's my favorite running back, I would draft him at seventh overall. And I'm sure we have the same reasons why. Carry on Johnson's still there. Yep. And as Carry on Johnson's hurt sometimes. Yeah, I've been on care. Like I've loved Carry on. I had him last year, but traded him. And it's just even when Carry on was going, they just weren't utilizing the running back like you think they should. And it's just not a great rushing team. So even now with it split, there's just not much to go around. Yeah, it's it's definitely very difficult um, because I do like DeAndre Swift. He's my number two running back in in the in uh, for this year. Yeah, watching him, what he, he reminds me a lot of Lashawn McCoy. Yeah, how shifty he is yeah. and how quick 
his moves are and I how many moves him, he has. I actually, it's weird that I comped him this way, but I actually put his comp as Josh Jacobs. Okay. Like, I feel like they're very similar in stature. They're both shifty. They both can run with power. I mean, I think it's a really good fit. I just don't like, I, it's just where the split's going to come. Could be a three down back too. Oh, easily. I think, I think he is a better pass catcher than carry on who I think was a good pass catcher, but I think DeAndre Swift's better. Yeah, he uh, caught 24 passes, but he had a year with 32 catches, so yeah. But yeah, very shifty, and it his name's perfect, DeAndre Swift. Yeah, and, and like, When you Swift. think of DeAndre Swift, he's the exact running back you'd think. Kind of like Debo Samuel last year. When you imagine a wide receiver named Debo, that's exactly how he plays. So, we're at eight. All right, let's see. So, we're, we're down here. All right, so eight... Um, Typically, you know, in, in most drafts, I start kind of looking at... And that's that was like the last like real high-end running back I have. The rest, uh, I think there's a steep, steep I've got, talent gap. Yeah, I, I do think there's a gap. I do have one more that I kind of like, but it's not on the same level for sure. Um, So my pick here would actually be Justin Jefferson. Me too. Yeah. And this I took just in our rookie draft you at took, eight here. Yep. I love and, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, huge fan. I think the fit in Minnesota is going to be excellent. Awesome. Um, they needed yeah, Stephon Diggs gone. Yeah, they, they said him. he's going to play the slot, which that could be, be perfect. Yeah, and but he is kind of he can, like I said with Judy, he kind of can play all over the field. Mm-hmm. But Justin Jefferson, he just he was a monster last year. Yeah, uh, I mean every time I watch his tape is just goodness gracious. Yeah, he. I mean he's fast. Ran a four four three. And and okay, you know the other thing that's really funny too is when you go back and you watch watch Joe Burrow. So Joe Burrow is as good of a quarterback he is. There's times where I saw Justin Jefferson bail him out. Yeah, like just come back to that you know come back to that ball like a jump ball that was thrown his way. Um, and you know what was really funny too is I watched the combine, and a lot of people didn't think he pl- he was as fast as he plays. Justin Jefferson. Yeah. So they yep. say that he plays he plays fast, but he's actually not fast. Dude, he came out and ran a four four. Yep. And so, like, <laughs> and yeah, like, I like because watching this, I'd watch like breakdown videos of other people analyzing yeah. them. And guys, I like, I really hate the draft community. Like, they just like, they Some just, of just no bueno. put all these people into just numbers, into st- statistics. And like, oh, this guy can't be drafted in the first round if he doesn't run this amount of time or right. his burst score is bad. And I, I just hate it. Like, just like, because I really don't even like the combine i don't really like watching it like i don't understand why they don't run in pads why they don't do anything in pads yeah like, you I watch been... some of the quarterback stuff but i just i really try to focus on how they play in the game because there are tons of like antonio brown he wasn't like the fastest guy at the combine or anything mm-hmm. but watching him on the field he was he's one of the fastest wide receivers i've ever seen on a field yeah he play he plays a lot faster and I mean, it's it's really funny because, you know, he came out, he had 122 targets, you know, 111 receptions. 1,500 yards and 18 1,500 yards. And he wasn't the leading receiver on his team. Nope. <laughs> nope. I mean, he had 13.9 yards per catch. Yeah. Um, or yards per perception, how you want to look. And his catch rate was 91%. And one of the things that I do have, um, you know, here over and here Kirk listed Cousins is... has always been a very high accurate. Yeah, he's very he's guy. pretty accurate and he's always a play action guy anyway mm-hmm. with especially with Cook, but his hands and body control is just is is great. Yep. And so I I secretly <laughs> secretly think he might come he out could have as the best rookie season. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I secretly think he really could. Um not that I'm saying that he's better than like a CD Lamb or a Jerry Judy, but secretly I think he could come out and have an excellent season this year and I have a great comp for him. I got him like Reggie Wayne. 
Yep. Actually, yeah, the website I'm using to look at some of their stats and stuff, yeah, their comp form is Reggie yeah, Wayne. I, li- I like Reggie Wayne or like a Marvin Jones. I think he's just going to be a very consistent yeah, I think year he in could, and year out wide receiver. I, like I said, I think he can play both, but I think he could definitely take over the slot and be a complete monster. All right. So where are we at now? I think it's back to your pick, right? Yep. So nine. Ooh, I'm interested to see where we go here because there's there's a few options. This player, the more I watch him, the more I've risen on him. It's Jalen Rager at number nine. Really? Yep. I like the fit a lot. And I think he is... Because I was curious, what is his role going to be? Mm-hmm. And what do you see his role as? Honestly, man, I'm not a huge fan of him. So I don't really... He's a very... He's pretty athletic. He's not the quickest guy. But again, watching him on the field, I think he's pretty quick. He didn't put up the best stats last year, but a lot of people are really high on him, and I can kind of see why. He's another dark horse who could lead the rookie class in receiving this year. So the only thing I disagree, I mean, he he did, I expected him he's, to come out and run a faster 40 for sure. Um, he ran a four four seven, which, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I, there's it's some other slow, people. But it's not slow, but there's some bigger guys that ran faster, so that's a little, you know, kind of disappointing. Um, you know, the thing that just bugs me is his drops. He he's missed some wide open throws. I just literally butterfingered him. Yeah, and draft capital. I think he was the wide receiver four off the board in the first round. So yeah, he went ahead of a lot of other people. The thing is, is at that pick, you know, even though I think Philadelphia went out and got the guy that they wanted, dude, there were some better pit players that could yeah, go on, I think go on so that too. Pick. But I mean, I think because they got him there, and I do like his talent. I uh, yeah, I have him at number nine overall. Wow. Yeah, so I mean, why do you have him so high? Like over, I I just because I think I've got him be, at thirteen. Really? Yeah, I've got him. Pretty That's far not down there. that big. I mean, yeah, I could understand having some of those other people above there, but yeah, I just think I think he could definitely be a producer week one, and I I do think he could be like a hybrid player. Yeah, because they do a lot of wide rescre- uh, wide receiver screens down in TCU, yep. so he had a lot of screens. Yeah, he, and he he's and, built too. Yeah, he's pretty jacked. Yeah. I see this cop as Christian Kirk. Yeah, so that well, we'll we'll just have to kind of wait and see. You know what, dude? Would you want to do it? We want to place a bet on this one. You've been risen on him, and I'm lowering. What are you thinking? What's the bet? So I'm thinking because I've got three wide receivers ahead of him, and I don't care. I'll put all three of them up against him. What do you mean you have three wide receivers ahead of him? So in my rankings, I've got Henry Ruggs. Okay, I've got Michael Pittman. And I've got T. Higgins. I'll definitely take a Henry Ruggs bet with him. All right, let's do that. They're both okay. speed guys, supposed to be. So we'll just say, um, we'll just say, you just want to do per points as yeah, long as they points per game. So on, a, on a points per game basis, Henry Ruggs and Jalen Rager. You got yep. Jalen Rager. I've got Henry Ruggs. That'll be interesting. Yeah, I like that one. Let's write that down. Uh, Ruggs versus Rager, and then we'll have to figure out what we want to do a bet because we already got the clown costume. Maybe that can just be, we can just do it more than once. (laughs) No, that's too special. No, you know what I was thinking the other day is hot sauce. Are you a hot sauce guy? No, I hate hot sauce. All right, there we go. (laughs) We're going to find hot sauce. I I hate hot sauce too. So we're going to just find the hottest hot sauce we can do. And then we're going to have to do, we'll do a drop of hot sauce. Let us know what you think. Hot sauce or something else. So back to my pick then. Yep. And we're at what? 10? 10. Okay. So here... And this is funny because this is who I would take then is Henry Ruggs. Okay. Yeah, I have so, him at 13. So I think, yeah, we're kind of like 
completely opposite on that. It's a good thing we bet that. Yeah, it's going to be a good bet, I think. So, Henry Ruggs, I think the reason that I like him is just because, dude, what else they got, man? He's the number one <laughs> off the board. I do, <laughs> if we get to him later, Brian Edwards, the guy they drafted. Yeah. I do like him a lot, too, though. Yeah, I do like Brian Edwards a lot as well. Henry, um, he, he just kind of scares me a little bit, Henry Ruggs. I mean... I know Alabama was loaded, but I mean, he was consistently the third or fourth option on that team. He's, I mean, light, you can't, yeah, he is super fast, but there have been a ton of super fast guys that don't pan out. That is true. Um, that is true. But I mean, going back and looking though, I mean, he had a, he had a pretty decent season. The thing that, you know, kind of concerns me is the seven touchdowns and his catch rates only at 75. Um, and like you mentioned, he only had 53 targets. Yeah. The catch rate though, it, it being a deep guy, that doesn't concern me too much, but but I mean, I got a decent. Uh, uh, I mean, his comp that I have for him is Stefan Diggs. I see Marquise Goodwin. Yeah, but, I've seen. Yeah. I've heard Marquise Goodwin. I've heard Stefan Diggs. Um, I think you know, he's got a he's got elite speed. I mean, the one thing that I really is concerned is maybe his strength at times. Um, contested catches aren't always great, especially because of his size. Um, but. <sighs> I mean, I don't I was, see how he, I was. I, I don't was see ner- how he can miss. Yeah, I was nervous about Marquise Goodwin last year, so maybe it could be a similar situation. But I don't think Derrick Henry's the quarterback Lamar Jackson is. Do you say Derrick Henry or Derek Carr? Derek Carr. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's too. Same thing. Yeah, I mean, Derrick Henry's definitely not going to be the quarterback, the same quarterback. Um, but I mean, 5'11", 188, Obviously, he's definitely on the smaller side. But he came in and ran a freaking four two. Yeah. I mean, that's just. That's insane. Um, you know, I don't... When was the last time a wide receiver ran a 4-2? Who's, I mean, I don't even know. I mean, like, big-name guys. I know John Ross was, like, a 4-2-2. So, John Ross. like that, but that was a few years ago. And well, let's just hope he has a better start to his career than John Ross. So, I don't know. Like I said, I don't, I don't think you can really miss on him because they don't have much up there. Yeah. So, then, for 11, mm-hmm. I'll take Keyshawn Vaughn. I'll take a shot. Because yep. I think there's going to be value this year in the Tampa Bay running back scheme. It's just who's it going to be? And I think Keyshawn Vaughn. I've heard he like he's just going to take the um. What the, I always forget the guy's name's too confusing. Dari Gumbawale. Oh jeez, like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not even going with it. But yeah, and Ronald Jones. He had some games last year, but the more I keep hearing, it's because he couldn't stay on the field because he can't pass block. He is just terrible at it. Yeah. And Bruce Arians, you could tell. like When he missed an assignment, he was off the field. Bruce Arians is not dealing with that. So like we said earlier, some rookies can. But if he can pass block, because I think he is a good runner too. Mm -hmm. So I think there is a shot at him being a three-down running back. Yeah. But so, I mean, taking him at 11, I'm not sure how much you'll see year one, but I think it's yeah, a decent shot. I think it's a decent shot too. I actually he so he was that other kind of mid tier guy yeah, that I was yeah, saying, like kind of that back end. He's kind of like in a tier guys. to himself. Yeah. Um, you know, he came in, what is he's five ten, two fourteen, great yeah, size. Yeah, came out of Vanderbilt. Um, yeah, you know, and had hundred and ninety eight attempts, you know, for you know, five point two yards per carry, ten touchdowns, thirty eight targets. You know, I mean it's not it's really not bad. And I've even seen some comps of him with like Dalvin Cook, you know, and if he comes out <laughs> Yeah, I see Dalvin Cook. If he, even if he's half as good as Dalvin Cook, I mean, that's a great running back. Um, I've even seen some some lesser comps like Shane Vereen when he was coming out, um, who still had a pretty good career. Yeah, he was drafted a little later, third round, 12th pick, but that's still not bad for a running back. Yeah, it's still not bad. Most I think there's enough in the second, third round. And again, like you said, that 
someone's got to come out of Tampa and be the guy. Because yeah, because like if you combine all the running backs last year, they had good, but it was just always a mix, and you never knew which one was which. <laughs> yeah, I just I I hope that Bruce Arians will will definitely just come out and say this is going to be the guy, and we don't have to wait and kind of see. So, um, we'll just you know we'll see what they decide to do down there in Tampa, and hopefully they'll actually run the ball. You know, because I'm expecting them to do a lot of passing this year. <laughs> yep. <laughs> now they got Tom Brady down there. Um, but to 12. So the back end of the first round here. So last pick of the first round. Um, I this is a no brainer for me. I don't know if it is going to be a no brainer for you, but I'm taking Michael Pittman. Yep, that would have been my pick. <laughs> like, like no chance am I taking anybody else. Yeah, in our rookie draft, I had the 108 and the 2-1, the first yep. pick of the second round. I ended up, but if Michael Pittman was there, I would have taken him. Uh, and yeah. I think this is exactly where we went in our draft. Uh, I think he went a little earlier, actually. Yeah. Um, but that's because the guy that drafted him knew he wasn't going to get him. So yeah. in our rookie draft, yeah. And if you, if you, like us, like we're different on players, we don't mm-hmm. have them the same. If you really like a guy, go t- yeah, take go, him. go get him. Don't wait because you know this isn't like a redraft. And we, this is the first year we started it, but I don't know why we weren't doing it before. It just makes, makes a lot more of sense. sense. The linear, linear draft, linear drafting, rookie drafts, linear like your startup draft. Do a snake because yeah. everything's even. But snake it after you start. Things redraft. aren't even anymore. Redraft, snake it. But yeah, rookie draft, linear just makes. That's yep. what they do in the NFL. Yep. And so it did make more sense. So he knew he wasn't going to get him again. Yeah, and like this year, I I would I I finished ninth, so I would have had the ninth pick in every round, but I was still on the board for linear just because it makes sense. Yeah. Well, I like him going to Indy. I mean, some of yep. the stuff that I like. I mean, yeah, he's, he's another. Play- he's another guy who could lead definitely lead yeah. in rookies. He's got stats. big playability. His contestant catches are just off the chart. He ran a four five. Yeah, he's a physical four freak. five at six four two twenty three, which is awesome. The one downfall. Um, or there's a few downfalls that I have seen that he needs to work on is sometimes it's hard for him to separate. Well, he kind of had a late breakout. Yeah. But some of that was only 22. Yeah. But yeah, 22. Um, And then the only other thing is sometimes he's a little slow getting off the line. Yeah. But but he he has a great size speed combo. Yeah. But second pick of the second round drafted by the Colts, which they were kind of debating which one to draft first, Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman. But because of this wide receiver class yeah. and how many guys were going, they knew they weren't going to get him back, so they took Pittman first, which makes sense because they're more wide receiver. He- they need more wide receiver help than running back help. But yeah, but he's going to be the future. I mean, I got him comped like a Vincent Jackson. Yep, um, and maybe a know, little taller. Philip Rivers has always liked a big body guy. Yeah, yeah, he's not maybe as big as Mike Williams, but he's still a big dude and he he plays big. So yep. I think he's going to be a great fit to offset T uh, Y out there. Um, and I'm just really excited to see Michael Pittman play this year. Yep. Yeah. So first round, first pick of the second round. Yep. I'll take T Higgins, hundred percent. Who was another guy I was debating here in my rookie draft. I had the same pick, and I really like T Higgins a lot. Yeah, me too. Um, coming out of Clemson, I mean, yeah, I he, know he's he's not the fastest guy out there, but I think he can just be a great number one wide receiver for a team. Yeah, I mean, if, if yeah, I mean, he almost ran he's a six four, six, four. Yeah, he's, so I mean, it is a little slower than yeah, say, Michael Pittman. Six four, he he has a speed score similar to Michael Pittman. He's not yeah. quite as fast on a straight line, but but I like him going to Cincinnati. I think yeah. him being able to learn from AJ Green. Yeah, AJ Green's may, not going to be allowed forever. Yeah, we know what Tyler Boyd is, and will AJ Green be back? Exactly. You know, so yeah, I think he could definitely take over there. Yeah, I I really I'm a I'm a big T Higgins fan. Now I know some uh, people. 
going into the draft were kind of losing and losing and losing more on T Higgins. Yeah, there's I never some people lost who hate it. Him, but yeah, I, yeah, I, like I think I think it's going to be a good fit. I think him and Joe Burrows can really kind of make a connection and really just kind of build and grow that regrow that offense. Definitely. So, um, well, what's interesting is this is where I have my, my Jalen Rager, um, but since he's already been drafted, um, going to have to kind of adjust. So I'm taking, where are we at? We're at the 2 12, 11. Yeah, so 2, 2, 11. 2 11. Okay. So I'm taking Denzel Mims. Yep. He would have been my pick too. Yep. I like Mims. There are some concerns with him, but watching him, he is, he's great downfield. He's got good speed, and he can make plays downfield, which I like. Yeah, he's a little raw, um, but I don't think that's anything that they can't take care of. Um, you know, I I really like the fact that at 6320, was it? 207. 207, he ran a 438. Yeah, he's actually got a better speed score than Pittman and Higgins. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I think he's somebody that could come in really kind of... Um, fix that weak wide receiver core that they've yep. had for it's, so long now. It's him or Perriman on the outside. Well, and it ain't going to be Perriman. Yeah, um, I hope not. But, I mean, his 50-50 is, is just, he goes up and gets the ball. He's yep. got great hands. His catch radius is I huge. See, I see his, his uh, best comparable here is Chris Godwin. I've seen Chris Godwin. I've actually seen Josh Gordon as yep. well. Josh Gordon makes sense. Which, you know, if Josh Gordon, you know, didn't have his issues, would be a Hall of Famer um, in my book. But I think if he can, if he, he can just stay on the it, field, man. It's funny. He, he was picked in the second round, twenty seventh pick, which is a high pick. But he was the thirteenth wide receiver off the board. I know he kind of crazy, fell, which is yeah. weird, which is a little hesitant. But he landed in a good spot, at least for team need wise. I'm still not big on Darnold, but yeah, last year kind of uh, opened my eyes because like I wasn't real high on AJ Brown, Terry McLaurin, Marquise Brown, mm-hmm. but they proved it. Like. If there's an open spot, if you're the number one, even on a bad team, there's value there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, like I said, I, I really like him. I think he's an actually was a little underrated coming in as, as my opinion with Denzel yeah, Mims, he, but it's a very mixed bag. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a huge fan. I think he could, you know, I think by the end of the season, he's going to be, he's going to be, a, he's going to be a beast. Yes. I think year two is just going to be, you know, possibly top 12. Yeah. So third pick of the second round, I'll take Brandon Ayuk. Yep, all day, every day. He He's actually really good off the line. Yep. That was something I noticed when I watched. He was really good off the line of scrimmage. And he fits that offense perfectly. Get get the ball in his hands quickly, and he'll make something happen. Yeah, I mean, he's got big play threat all day. I mean, there's, you know, just... If it's going to be a screen, if it's going to be downfield, slants, I mean, he could take anything to the house. Uh, he's very athletic. He's he, he's average size, six foot, 205. You know, the one thing there's a there's one thing that I'm a little worried about at times is, you know, and I don't know if you watch the combine or some of, you know, I, I know you watch some of his film, but sometimes I would notice that maybe um, he didn't trust his hands as much as I would like to see a wide receiver, especially if you're going to come in and be the guy. Um, it just didn't always look the most natural. You know, you, you go out and you look at some of these people that it's just like they've got natural hands, right? Yeah. Like a Jerry Judy, like we were talking about earlier, like, a you know. Um, a CD lamb. They're just natural. They don't have to worry about yeah, it. They, they know go, their they, hands they, are going to be there. They go and get the ball. Yeah. They don't let it Sometimes come to him in the he, chest. It looked like he was yeah. letting it come to him. And so that just made me a little worried, but he was the sixth wide receiver off the board in the draft pick first round 
25th pick. So that that's great capital. Yeah. San Francisco seems like they know exactly what they want and they went and got the guy that fits them perfectly. Well, and who else they got now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Debo Debo went down. They um, got Dante Pettis. Well, it from what it sounds like though, Kyle Shanahan's never been a f- fan. No, I was, so. oh, that was so sad to watch <laughs> last year because I th- yeah I thought there was a chance for Dante Pettis. Yeah, I thought he was going to have a breakout season, out. but uh, no, nope, just didn't 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 happen. Um, nope, like the pick. So jumping in now, where are we at two two oh nine four pick yeah fourth of the second round. Okay, so two oh four. This is where um. You know, it may be kind of hit and miss. Maybe it depends on what your draft strategy might look like. But I'm going to go take a shot here at, with Joe Burrow. Me too. Okay. We're pretty this, good. Dude, I'm actually surprised. So, because yeah. we typically don't take quarterbacks early. We, this year, our dynasty league is switching to a two quarterback league. Yep. So, Joe Burrow went pretty early in our draft. He went and, top five. Yeah. But I took Tua at the first pick of the second round with my yep. second pick because my quarterbacks were Cam Newton. Jameis Winston and Ryan Fitzpatrick. So I pay, I ended up getting Daniel Jones before the draft, but Tua just kind of felt to me. I like I really like Tua, so I took him there. But yeah, this is the early and just a normal. This is where I would take a quarterback, and mm-hmm. I like Joe Burrow. I think he's the number one quarterback this year. Yeah, I mean, I think especially this year, guaranteed day one starter. Yeah, guaranteed. They, I mean, they well, have offensive they, talent to work with. Yeah, and the, I think the the drafting they help. They try to bolster their offensive line. Yeah. The draft the draft strategy that they came in this year was just let's fix holes. Let's get the people we need. Let's bolster that offensive line. Let's protect. Let's get them some playmakers. They got playmakers. You know, uh what he did just in twenty nineteen. Yeah, like yeah, I hate college. I, I, I don't hate college even stats know stats and <laughs> looking at I mean fifty six hundred yards. Sixty touchdowns, guys. Yeah. Sixty touchdowns. But here's the big thing. To six interceptions. Yep. And that is huge. Do not take that for granted. And he gave you almost 400 yards on the ground with five rushing touchdowns. Yeah. So make that 65 touchdowns. Jeez Louise, man. That's just stupid. That is ridiculous. It's but, probably the best college quarterback season of all time. It has yeah, to be. I don't even think there's anything I could think of that I was mean, it was, close. I, I'm not a, I don't watch a lot of college football during the season. And I mean, it was just stupid watching him all year because yeah. yeah, it was something to watch. Like yeah. LSU, like there was a reason to watch. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how many times I turn on the game or you know, and even look at stats later on and just be like, he oh, is, another five touchdown game. <laughs> he is a little older. I think he'll probably be twenty four around when the season starts, getting close. Yeah, which is it's not terrible, but it's it's funny because he started at Ohio State and mm-hmm. transferred, and it's funny all the players he's played with in the past. Like, yes, Ohio State's just a monster just put out a ton of guys to the draft and LSU is too. It's look up who all the players he's played with. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, the one thing that you're never going to have to worry about with Joe Burrow, I don't think personally is one, his accuracy is just off. Yeah. Last year it was over 76%, which is incredible. Yeah. His accuracy, his vision, his toughness. I mean, he's, he's kind of reminded me a little bit of Carson Wentz, how he'll sit in the pocket and force things. He's not scared. Always keeping his eyes downfield. Yep. I mean, the only thing is, it's, is <laughs> this, it's just one year, though. I mean, yeah, he did it comp, one year. The comp here is Jameis Winston. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's a great comp, but that's fine. But I mean, so he did it one year, Um, but I think that one year was so spectacular. Yeah. And, and keep in mind, too, though, he had different coaching from in 2018 to 2019. They came in and completely changed the offense. 
In 2018, he was more of they were more of a run kind of run first team. So what could have something he, to do with like just like all the other players getting better too on the exactly. Team. I mean, they. I mean, he had an all basically an all star cast of wide receivers down there. Oh yeah. So, um, but yeah. So there we go. Joe Burrow's was it two oh four? Yep. So all then right. the next pick I'll pick, and it's Lavisca Chanel. Okay, you're a little different there. I think. Yeah, out of Jacksonville. I mean, he got drafted to Jacksonville. He came out of Colorado, and he is an incredible after the catch guy. But that's. He's got to work on a lot of other things, and that's why he's down so late. He was drafted pretty high, though. He was the ninth wide receiver off the board, 10th pick of the second round. Pretty big guy, 6'1", 227. Got a good size speed combo. Not a ton of production, but yeah, I mean, watching him, you can, I mean, you get the ball in his hands, and he can, similar to like A.J. Brown, he can just mow people over, and the comp here is A.J. Brown. Like, He's that kind of style, but he's got to work on his route running and being consistent. Yeah, I think the one thing that, I, you know, I think his upside is tremendously yeah, high. I, yeah, he he would fit great outside on the opposite side of DJ Chark. Yeah, and the, yeah, where he landed is fantastic as well. Um, came out, ran a 4-5, which isn't bad. The one thing that makes me just nervous is he's just injury prone. Yeah. I mean, he's he's had a couple injuries already that makes me nervous. He has had a 1,000-yard season in the past, though. Yeah, 2018, it looks like. In which nine is, games. Yeah. Um, Which is, that's great. And, I mean, his, his catch rate's pretty solid. I mean, it dropped in 2019. Um, But, I mean, keep in mind, too, I mean, it's also Colorado. Yep. You know, it's not like he was. Yeah, a, that, that you know, he's not a huge, you know a top team. But that's why looking at college because it's so different. Conferences are so different. Teams and conferences are so different. Yeah, but you just try and look. Just that. That's why I just always try and go back to the film and watching him on the field. So my comp for him was more of an Anquan Bolden. Okay, I yeah, I understand just, that too. You know, just a you know, just kind of a big guy that can come in do his job. At the end of the day, he he's going to have a lot of fantasy relevance. Um, hopefully, as long as he can stay healthy, I think he's going to be fine. Yeah, but there are some people who love Chenault and think yeah. he, it, not he like, could be A.J. Brown. Yeah, I'm not like super high on him yet. I think he's going to be one of those guys where a lot is going to come down to health. Yeah. You know, is, if he's, if he's going to be on the field, then yeah, let's take a look at him. But if he's not, then what's the point? All right, so we got my pick at... Where are we at? 2-6? Yep. 2-7. Right. 2-7? No, wait. Yeah, it's 2-6. Yeah, my bad. Um, think, you're gonna hate me. By the way, oh yeah, taking AJ Dillon. Okay, yeah, I'm not the biggest age. I have him at 22 overall. I'm not the biggest AJ Dillon guy. See, I think that's ridiculously low. I just, I kind of, I was thinking about it the other day, and I feel, I, I, I think he's Gus Edwards, something like Ooh, that. Ooh, that's that's. I think that's he's hurtful. just. I think that's the role he's gonna play. He got in the shots NFL. fired, man. That's ridiculous. I think he's just gonna be a big body, got big bruising back that just comes in when the starter needs a break. Wow. He's big and fast, and when you watch him, he has some plays, but just to be an elite-level running back, you have to be more than big and fast. Unless true. you're Derrick Henry, that's true. you have to do something else. Thanks for bringing him up, because that's my comp for him. Okay. <laughs> I think he can be the next Derrick Henry. I think he has such power, and he's so physical, and his size is very similar to, oh. to Derrick Henry's size as well. You made me type in Derrick Henry instead of A.J. Dillon. Oh, well, I'm, I apologize. Type them both in. They'll it's be the same fault. player in a few years. That, you know, like you said, the one thing that he does have a problem of, he's not elusive. He's not going to, no. you know, Aaron Jones is definitely going to be way more shifty. Yeah, he I might don't catch as much. I think it's, I think he's going to hurt Jamal Williams 
I don't think Jamal Williams is not going to hurt Aaron Jones much. Um, Jamal Williams has got to be done. I think AJ Dillon's going to slide in as the number two. There is some talk though, like if Aaron Jones is going to be in Green Bay long, so maybe you can look at that. But true. I mean, I I I think the other thing he had a too great is season though, sixteen hundred yards, but up in Boston College. But I'm thinking Zach much. Zach Taylor is wanting to. No, wrong part. Uh, Matt Lafleur, yep. thank you. <laughs> Matt Lafleur is wanting to run more of a power offense. I know Aaron. Yeah, he Aaron Rodgers does. Well, he used to be at Tennessee, right? So he run in that game. So I understand that. But yeah, I think he's only going to be the second round guy unless there is injury. He he he'll be good when he's in the role, but I don't think he's a a good long term starter for a team. It does make me wonder though what Aaron Rodgers is going to be doing because this isn't a running back that he's going to want to play with. I see his comp here is Steven Jackson. But I've, I think that's seen. I've even seen Brandon Jacobs too. Be, by the way, yeah, Brandon Jacobs makes more sense. But yep. I mean, we're St. Louis. And I mean, Stephen Jackson was all we had for yeah. like a five, six year span. Stephen Jackson, he was fine. He was incredible. Yeah, like just he could literally run an offense by himself. But they don't really run <laughs> NFL to. teams like that anymore, right? They just don't make a running back out there give him over three hundred carries. I mean, Derrick Henry was the only guy that had that last year, and you have to have that kind of a workload because if you stop these guys before they get ahead of steam, that takes away most of their ability. All right. Who we got next? I think it's your pick. Yeah, my next pick, and I've really risen on this guy a lot, and I really like him, Antonio Gibson. Or Washington came out of Memphis, and, I mean, they love him there. They've been throwing around. He's Christian McCaffrey and stuff like that, but I think he's a very balanced running back slash wide receiver. Some places have him as <laughs> wide receiver. Slash. Some places yeah. have him as running back. Yep. But I think I think he could be a, a good three-down running back. And who's in Washington right now that, you think is going to have the starting job. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like, I mean, I've heard talk about AP getting cut, you know, yeah. we'll see if it happens or not. Darius guys coming off an injury. They brought in, um, what's his name from, uh, Tampa Bay, uh, oh, Peyton Barber. Yeah. Peyton Barber. And so like, I don't see him taking over much. And is Chris Thompson still there? No, he went to Jacksonville. Okay. So he's in Jacksonville. Yeah, so, but he's but like, six foot two twenty eight, So he's not like a, a small guy by any means. He's pretty big. And yeah, he's lightning quick. He's got a good speed score. I mean, and he he's a great pass catcher. Yep. I mean, and he didn't run a ton, but I think he can be a very good runner. Yeah. Uh, it's really funny because uh, the the comp, <laughs> you're gonna love this comp. He's a better Kalen Bellage. <laughs> oh God! Don't say that. <laughs> no, he is. So the size wise, much no, better Kalen size Bellage. wise. He's got the same build. But I think he would outperform him in a heartbeat. The comp I say here is Joe Mixon. It's not even the same size. I mean, he's six foot two twenty eight. He's not a small guy. That's what I'm saying. Joe Mixon's not. Joe Mixon's a smaller guy than that. No, nah, we'll have to look it up later. But he's got all the power in the world. His burst, his speed. The only thing is, is Mixon's six one two twenty eight. So yeah, he's like the same size. Wow, he looks so much smaller than that. But thanks it's probably for, the orange. Thanks for proving me wrong, though. Orange is real slimming. <laughs> <laughs> for any fashion people out there. Um, the only thing is, is he's not really a finesse runner. He's more of a power runner. Um, and I don't really know what he's going to look like in pass protection because he was never asked to do it. Yeah. It, I mean, he was either flanked out in the wide receiver or he was past, you know, getting a catch out of the backfield. So I don't really know. We'll have to wait and see. Who's your next pick? All right. So my next guy is Zach Moss. Okay. He, I have him at 20th overall. So real close. Yeah. I, mean, I don't really love him though, talent wise. Like I was not impressed at all, really. 
Is he? I kind of go back and forth with him. I think he's perfect for Buffalo and the what role I, they're going to have him. That's play. that's all it is. Because yeah, I think it's a role. He, he could he could definitely do what Frank Gore did last year. Yeah, and the thing is, is uh, he's very elusive though. He's got power. He can pass catch. The only thing is with Zach Moss is he's just not a creative runner. No, he's going to follow whatever the path was. Like he's not going to do these cup jump cut backs. Came out of Utah. You know, he's just not going to do those things. Um, and. He's he's pretty uh he's five nine but he's two twenty three so and he, yeah which brings up why he doesn't have a ton of speed you know his his burst through the hole is not super quick I mean yeah he put up fourteen hundred yards last year which is a lot but yeah I mean watching him it was just it, it was uninspiring like I just think I think at the end of the day I think he's gonna come in and he's gonna get the goal line work and he's just gonna yeah, be a touchdown I guy. can see that and that's what kind of is disappointing for anybody that is uh um. A Devin Singletary owner, yeah, and that's why we not we're so low on him coming into the draft. Like when yeah. we did our running back rankings, like I think he's very talented, but I don't think he's ever going to get the workload you want. Yeah, yeah, really stinks. But I mean, that's what you know. Zach Moss is going to be to the Devin Singletary, and we'll just have to get over it. So who you got next? I got Tua. Ah, uh, not too bad. And the, yeah, like I said, I drafted him in our rookie draft, and I love Tua, but I definitely think he's the second quarterback. I got him one spot behind you. But we we've all watched Tua what it seems like forever now. We know exactly what he is. He's a great quarterback. I mean, let's be real. I mean, we're never going to know, but, you know, everybody keeps saying, like, oh, if he didn't get hurt, he would have been the first overall pick. We'll see. I mean, it, like I said, we're never going to know. Yeah, I think I down just, the road. Like, I, yeah, but I just think what, what Joe Burrow did, I mean, it was all time. <laughs> I mean, Tua didn't do what Joe Burrow did. No. So. <laughs> he did have, I mean, he did have great seasons, so. Yeah, Um. He, he's also had some really bad games. Don't forget that Tua was taken out of a game and Jalen Hurts put back in. So there was times where Tua was incredible, and then there was also some times where he was rough. So it's just going to be what the thing I love about Tua though is you can tell he's a very smart quarterback, and he knows where his reads are, and he can make special. It's plays. funny because his his IQ, his football IQ, is very high. Mm-hmm. But then they did that um, test, the IQ test. Oh, the um, Wonderlick score. I, yeah, the Wonderlick score. I hate that thing, dude. His was terrible. Good. I hate that thing. Which reminds me, Joe Burrows was the best this year. Well, yeah, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is, has one of the highest ones. So yeah, but it just makes you think, you know, about playbook and stuff. But Tua, I think his football IQ, he plays. I think there's a difference play, between be book smart and football smart. Yeah. Um. At the end of the day, I don't see Tua starting this year, so keep that in mind if you're yeah, looking for yeah, a quarterback. And if he does, it's going to be real late. It's going to be late. And yeah. I, or, t- I I have Ryan Fitzpatrick on my team, so yeah, I just kind of made why the you stack. Took him. But um. But I mean, the only way he'll see the field is if it's late in the season. Miami still sucks. Or Fitzpatrick gets hurt and they have to bring him in. Um, but I think they're going to sit him this year. Yep. So um, I think I'm going to be a little surprised with my pick here. Maybe not. I thought I was going to be with a couple earlier and I, and I wasn't. Um, but I've got Claypool here. Okay. Yeah. He he would. I've got Chase Claypool. This, but next pick for me. Okay. Yeah. So, I like he's a big he's guy. Huge. Dude. <laughs> he looks like a tight end out there. This dude should be a tight end, but he's not. I think they've even yeah, asked they him said to he's be a gonna tight end. be a wide receiver. Yeah. There were there were questions about what what are the Steelers going to classify him under and they 100% say wide receiver. Yeah. And it, it's just really funny because like everybody keeps saying make the move over, make the move over. Why? <laughs> yeah, if you look at some of his like size and speed combos He like, ran a 4-4-2. Yeah, he I think he had the highest speed score like then that is your like your size speed combo? Yep. And they're like they're throwing out like Calvin Johnson, people yep. like that. That's like, my comp. That's my comp to him is Calvin Johnson. Guys, when was the last time you could sit there and say this tall, fast wide receiver coming into the league is going to be a Calvin Johnson? 
Yeah. It just hasn't happened. It's funny. This is yeah, going to be the next one. Watching his tape and watching Cole Komet's tape, I think Chase Claypool <laughs> is bigger than Cole Komet yeah. at the tight end at Notre Dame. And what's funny is even I even so here's the thing is I put Calvin Johnson as my wide receiver comp. Mm-hmm. And just in case I did comp him a tight end. <laughs> All right. Just for just for giggles. That's good. I got George Kittle. Okay. <laughs> because George Kittle is a monster. He he's a fantastic. T- I mean, he's physical. He's got speed. He's got height. I mean, the only negative thing that I've seen with Chase Claypool is kind of what we discussed a little bit earlier. He catches the ball more with his chest. Maybe his hands, I, I don't know, but he's more of a body catcher. But at the end of the day, guys, Pittsburgh could really use a guy like this. Yeah. I mean, Deontay Johnson, we're looking at making a jump this year. Chase Claypool coming in is going to be a huge factor being able to help that offense. Yeah, and they could just be looking for a guy if they're not going to keep Juju. It yeah. could be Deontay Johnson and Chase I mean, there's Claypool. been talks already that Juju might not be a stealer after this year. Yep. So, all right, who we got next? I got, and this guy's a project. I ended up drafting him too. It was like the third round in our draft, but it's Van Jefferson. Wow. So I do have him a little bit lower. Um, I've got him at 27. And he came out of Florida, which was just a brutal offense last year. He didn't really put up the stats, but watching him, you can see the talent. He's 6'2", 200 pounds, pretty big guy. Mm-hmm. And the Rams drafted him. I mean, it's a pretty good pick, second round, 25th pick. Yeah. I think he was the 12th wide receiver off the board, but he is a project. He does have to work on his consistency and route running. Yeah. But you can't look at his college stats. Yeah, They're you really good. can't. I mean, Florida didn't have much, much I mean, down like, there. like uh, we'll get to him later, but LaMichael P. Ryan running back for Florida, he has yep. the same problem. It's just his stat. That, that was just a brutal offense. I do have a really good comp, I think, for him, which is Terry McLaurin. Um, I think they could okay. be very similar. I don't think he's going to come out and have yeah, the production right away, though. I don't, I don't right know away, if he though. has the speed, but I, I, I see body size. And I mean, the thing is, right. is so he didn't go to the combine. Or he, yeah. At least he didn't run yeah, at the combine anything or anything. Um, but he did play in the senior bowl. And so in the senior bowl, they do calculate some, they do some speed tests, yeah. but they do it on a mile per hour. Well, he ran 21.05. Wow. That's fast. In the senior bowl. That's on fast. some sort of I guess it was like I don't know which which play they'd calculated that on, but I will say this. He was the fastest. He was faster than Denzel Mims, who also ran a 4-3 at the combine. Okay. So Denzel That's Mims good. also so yeah, was then, at the senior okay. bowl and they did the same test and he actually had a mile per hour faster than Denzel Mims. Yeah, I don't Mims. I really don't see anything for him this year. Maybe not maybe it, it, it's probably going to take a while, but I have heard the Rams kind of see him as the Robert Woods replacement for the future. Yeah. I mean, he's got great route running. I mean, his yards after catch is a little rough and his athleticism at times um, seems to be lacking. But I think if they can really figure out, I mean, I, I look at what they did with Robert Woods. So, I mean, if yep. they could do something similar with Van Jefferson, great pick. All right. So the last pick um, that we're going to do for today, we're going to finish up with this, the, the second round and we're going to come back next week and we're going to do the third round. Um, and I know that I have been loving this dude, and I know you have too because we talked about him briefly, but I get Antonio Gandy-Golden. Okay, yeah. Again, he would have been my pick after this pick. Yeah, I mean, what a beast. I mean, seriously. He had a great season. He had a, he had a phenomenal season. Now, let's be real. Let's talk about you know the elephant in the room. He played at Liberty University, yeah. D2 school. Don't get me wrong, but dude, he has D1 potential. Drafted pretty late too, which this, isn't great. It's not. I mean, he was a fourth round, um, you know, fourth round to Washington. 16th wide receiver off the board. 
But yeah, I mean, he's 6'4", 223. He's got a good size speed combo. Yeah, good ran burst four, score. Six. But yeah, it's he put up great stats, but he is kind of inconsistent, though, on an in-game basis. I think at the end of the day, it just comes down to, you know, he wasn't a he's not he wasn't a football player for his whole life. He was it, a gymnast for a long time, and it, I didn't know that until right now. And that kind of watch, makes sense. Yeah, watching him, yeah, you, I yeah, mean, he, go, he can make some incredible. Plays. Go check out some of his videos. They got him doing backflips and jumps and twirls and and whatever. And six four, that's crazy. I, six four gymnast. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, it's ins- I mean, there's no way he would have been on like. That's probably why I had to switch to football. That's it's just crazy. too big. Um, but. I mean, he's he's just huge. He's just a huge dude. He's got. I think he's he plays faster than he looks. Um, you know, I mean, he did yeah, run a four yeah, six. I mean, but, yeah, there are plenty of plays I saw where he was definitely I mean, faster than the DBs. Yeah, and on top of that, I mean, he had three years of a thousand yards or more. Yeah, and last he year he was touchdowns. He was towards the top of the receiver leaders last year. I mean, he was that whole entire offense, and I think with the right team. I think that he could really come out and secretly. I think he could down definitely the road fit be outside, good, on the other side of Terry. Because could you imagine having the speedster Terry and then the big monster of Antonio mm. Gandy Golden on the other side? And he plays so physical. Yep, he really does. He'll run you over. He don't care. Yeah, he's good in contact. Yeah. So, so like we said, guys, that's going to wrap up our uh, our show for today. Uh, we got through the second round. We're going to come back and do the third round next week. And I think we're also going to be doing some ADP checks here for you guys as well. There's a couple people that have just kind of been flying up boards recently. We want to kind of throw those out so we can be cautious. Well, you have to reevaluate it every few weeks. Yeah, really. It does change. Like, like yeah. the Tyler Higby stuff we got into last week. That yeah. huge he jump. Was, he was at a 12th round at one point. And yeah, and then, in two weeks, I mean, he went up to the 7th. Yeah, so we'll go back and check and see where he's doing. Um, we'll check some other guys out. Um, and James, where could they reach us at? Uh, yeah, find us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at TFL Monsters, Patreon, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, the Fantasy Monsters. And the, don't forget the t-shirts. They're going to be dropping this week sometime. Sweet yeah. shirts, helping a good cause. Yeah, super pumped. And we really want to see you guys wearing those t-shirts. We're so excited. Uh, you know, JT really helped us out yeah, here. Yeah, this kind of started just because, like, we just kind of like, talked he, about it. They made it. a design. I was just like, I want one of those shirts. Yeah. Yeah. We, we kind of saw it. We're like, yeah, we need that. We need that for sure. Um, so we're happy and excited to share that. And again, it's for a good cause. Um, all those proceeds are going to go to Generate Health. Um, we'll have a link in our description page for Generate Health. Yeah. We'll then, post them everywhere. Yep. And then we'll also have uh, when the t-shirts launch, you can find them on our social media pages as well. So, well, thanks for listening this week, guys. Uh, we hope to see you next week to wrap up this mock draft, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Have a good one. You can hold me back. Yeah, I'm coming for you. I'm not here on you. No, I'm just telling you the facts. Oh, these chains can keep me down. Yeah. I can be rude, be in the mood. I can be rotten. I can be cruel, man, like a fool, but never forgotten. Creeping in the dark, waiting for you Yeah, I feel like a monster